Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Mom. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a great day. Got some time in the sunshine, working in my garden. Sounds fantastic. I miss my garden. It was looking beautiful. I was checking in. It's got a lot of rain, so. Yes, I can't wait to go back. Well, it's our last night in the cabin, and today is World's Ocean Day. So let's raise a glass to that, Raquel. Cheers, and Wine on Wednesday. Cheers. Mm. I'm having a little rosé. It's Bonterra, and it is a um, rosé made from California. From California, it's all organic grapes. So just enjoying my organic rosé. What about you? I'm having rosé as well, but I don't think it's organic. But uh, it's one that uh, Big Papa buys for me, and I've been saving it um, for a special evening when I needed a nice glass. And it's a good glass. So, um, But anyways, Raquel, you know, why no Wednesday? And cheers to World Oceans Day. So I think that you did a little bit of research on that. I know that was nice what you sent me in that text message. Oh, yes. So it's, we can't forget, it is World Oceans Day. There are a lot of oceans on our wonderful earth. So maybe, you know, think about what can we do for the oceans? Maybe Mm -hmm. not just today, but every day, especially if you're visiting any oceans this summer. So a few things that we can do are to use less single use plastics because a lot of those end up in the waterways, which all waterways end up in the ocean. So we've all seen the horrible plastic islands in the ocean. So we can, we can actually just stop that at the source and just stop using single use plastics that are going to end back up in the oceans. We also remember we talked to Virginia about everything that we use, everything that we clean our houses with, we clean our bodies with, we clean the toilets with, and back up in the oceans as well. So yes. maybe switching to, if you're looking for another reason to switch to a non-toxic cleaner or non-toxic personal beauty products, that's a great reason knowing that, you know, right now I'm thinking about everything that I buy is going to end back up in the waterways. It's going to end back up in the dirt. It's going to end back up in the soil. So I'm really you know, it kind of is terrifying when you're buying these products at the store and you sit and you think about the chain reaction, you think about the ripple effects. So, you know, you can help the oceans by using a non-toxic cleaner, beauty product, obviously conserving water. I think that you're the queen of that. You love the gray water, Mm -hmm. but also just taking a shorter shower, making sure that you're turning off the faucet when you're brushing your teeth or washing your hands. You don't need to leave the water running for and extended time. And then also saving that gray water, your dishwasher, your dishwater to water your plants in your garden. So that will help the oceans as well. Yes, Raquel. And uh, I was listening to a uh, workshop last night and it was the woman who used to run uh, Oprah Winfrey's own network and Harpo and executive produced the Oprah show. And she was talking about how you have to have a filter on your water. And her exact words, I don't care what anybody says. 
I'm not drinking water straight out of my faucet because it's poop water. <laughs> she just kept saying, I was laughing. She was like, because, and, and, and she brought up something that I didn't even think about Raquel. She goes, think about all the antidepressants, the birth control, all the aspirin, all the things that people are taking and consuming and then urinating that out into our water. And then last night I was just like, oh my God, I'm so shocked that I don't think about that I guess because that's the you know rose colored you know glass half full rose colored glasses uh person in me but Mm -hmm. think about that Raquel think about all the pills that we take all the pills all the pills that y'all take (laughs) we're non-toxic over here people you know I had my first Tylenol in like a year I don't know and I'm you know I use CBD oil but yes you you do think about you think about Mm -hmm. you know what I'm putting in my body is also and Virginia talked about that too all the medications we take get flushed back out into the toilets and out into the waterways so yeah you know just thinking about conserving water, using cleaner products, reducing your waste, because if you have less waste, that's less waste. It's going to end back up in the oceans. Don't litter. Take a trash bag when you go on a walk or you go on a mm-hmm. hike. Definitely. If you're floating a river, you're on the boat, you're at the ocean, you need to take a bag. That's a dedicated trash bag. So everybody isn't blowing, you know, you get a big gust of wind and then you've got trash blowing down the ocean. That's going to end back up or down the beach. It's going to end back up in the ocean. Uh-huh. And then remember, we love this rule when you're hiking, when you're at the beach, when you're going for a walk is just leave nothing behind. Whatever yes. you bring in, you take back out with you and then don't take anything extra as well. So um, what do you think? We can do that. We can do those things this summer, right? Earthy, earthy friends. We can. And FYI, Big Pop and I had a little bit of a disagreement because I picked up some cigarette butts with my coffee cup that I would already drank the coffee. I just, you know, I wasn't going to touch the butts. And he's like, well, it's tobacco. That's all natural. And I said, hello, it's got carcinogens in it. No, I'm not letting it float into the Great Lakes. So (laughs) I picked them up. And, you know, y'all guys, I don't care. Uh, I know you're enjoying your tobacco down by the ocean or down by the lakes this summer and the rivers and the everything. But you know what? Pack your cigarette butts too, please. Really, we don't need those near the water. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a real thing. You know, like I said, Raquel, uh, in the show notes, seventy one percent of the ocean of the world is ocean. Seventy one percent. And it's home to wildlife species and ecosystems that we need for the food that we eat and for people's livelihoods. And also it helps regulate our climate. So suffice it to say, we really need to protect and honor and cherish our oceans so that we can leave those for the future generations to go and enjoy those beautiful beach combing walks and those sunsets at night or the sunrises with your coffee, you know, and your toes in the sand. So it's so important that we honor our oceans and, and try to remember that, like you said, everything that we put in our body, it ends up in the ocean. And just think about all of us people on the planet and all the things we consume. So anyway. Well, I saw something cool. You know, I think the people that love the oceans the most are surfers because yes. they, you know, spend a lot of time in the ocean and they probably see a lot of trash and a lot of the wildlife that gets, you know, tangled up in the trash. So mm-hmm. um, Kona Brewing Company, which I do love that brand of beer. It's a Hawaiian beer. They are doing, uh, they're kicking off World Oceans Day, and then been doing all these wonderful events and the second annual Catch a Clean Wave initiative. So they're doing a clean wave initiative where surfers are getting together, 
putting on surfing events and also doing a beach cleanup. So every city that they're hosting a surfing, surfing event, they're also doing a clean the beach event. So I thought that was awesome. So I think we can all do a little something while you're thinking about what you're doing for the earth, but you also think about what am I doing for the oceans? So, yeah. Yes. And Oceana.org is a good one. That was the name of the, uh, that website that you sent me. And then also for oceans.org. And it's just the number four oceans. And we actually bought some, uh, bracelets and ink. I bought it. Mark bought me an anklet that I wore till it fell apart. And I got the one that was clear to help save the Antarctic ocean. So you can go to fouroceans.org or oceana.org, or there's a lot of other places you can go. And maybe today you just donate some money, Raquel. You know, hey, you don't want to pick up the, you know, the trash on the beaches, but yeah, you've got a good bank account, send some money. That'll work. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to do, you can always send money. So that's always yes. helpful. Yeah. But um, yeah, happy World Oceans Day, everybody. Yes. So what did you think about our podcast last week when we talked about the atmosphere and layers? I thought it was great, but you know, I'm a former science teacher, so I can nerd out about the atmosphere and layers of the earth. So I hope that we made it a little bit more fun and <laughs> give you a reason to care about the atmosphere. But I love talking about the atmosphere, thinking about ways I can protect our earth's layers, because I care about the air we breathe. I care about the air my children breathe. I care about the air my my animals breathe and my husband's breathe. So obviously, you know, care about the, the atmosphere. I care about the weather and the climate. So it just makes sense to kind of think about what can we do. And we're talking a little bit more about that. What can we do to help the atmosphere? Yes. And you do. You know, when I was doing some of the writing for the show, I would I even complained to you. I was like, Raquel, this is a lot of science. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, we don't want to have any drop off. I mean, we want we want to educate, like you said, you know, our tagline is you know, to inform, encourage, and inspire you, but we don't want you to like fall asleep listening to too much science. So, you know, we try to make it as fun as we can. And also it's a good learning tool. Like, like we talked about, if uh, some of you moms uh, are still continuing to do homeschool during the summer, or just want to keep your kids in, you know, in that kind of classroom frame of mind, that's, it was a really good podcast, I think for young people, Raquel, really. So, but um, anyways, before we go dive, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the atmosphere and talk about the ozone layer. But Raquel, what did you do for the planet this week? Oh, man. So I went and checked on your garden, which mm -hmm. looked amazing. We've had such great weather here in Texas. So I have been just trying to enjoy the great outdoors and soak up this cool, you know, if there's a cool breeze, breezy morning or a cool breezy evening, I try to get out and enjoy it because, you know, once we get into the dog days of summer, it's hot, you know, as soon as you wake up and even when you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I've been spending a lot of time outside, but lots of recycling this week, summer cleaning, you know, my son Hunter's birthday is coming up. And so we do, we have a big rule, no new toys before birthdays and Christmas until you get rid of things, donate things, give them away. So we've been doing a lot of summer cleanup and just going through our closets, getting rid of things that are broken, that no longer service, things that we can share with other people. And then, so we've been uh, donating. And so 
you know, going through your garage too, I've been flattening a lot of boxes, took some big boxes to the recycle. And I always feel good about that because I know how many people just toss recycling boxes in the trash and cardboard is one of the easiest things that, that we can recycle. So to just flatten all those Amazon boxes, we bought a pre-made chicken coop and it was all in a huge box. So that had sit in my garage since April. So <laughs> finally, to, you know, you know, I asked my husband to do it and I finally said, I'm just going to get rid of it. You know, we have got a birthday coming up and just trying to clean the property and spending a lot of time in the sunshine. And I definitely can see the effects. I feel a lot better from just being out in the dirt and in the sun. So this summer, I've really been thinking about ways that I can buy less, uh-huh. ways that I can drive less, ways that I can create less waste because I am home with the kids and it is kind of hard sometimes to entertain two little children under five. And they want to just go, go, go all day long. So it, it sounds really easy just to get in your car and drive around and go places and buy things and pay for, you know, places to go. But I've just been trying, trying to be creative and going to our local parks or spending time where we don't even leave the house that day and just being creative on, you know, yeah, making, making fun ways outside. Yeah, let's go outside. Today we picked weeds and we made a game of it. So get outside this summer with your with your kids and just think about how can I reduce my carbon footprint this summer? And a lot of that is just buying less, doing less, driving less, creating less waste, you know, get creative. So I've also been eating out less at the restaurants and been using what we have at home, using up what's in our pantry, definitely try to use up all of our fruits and vegetables and our produce before that goes bad. And that also is helping create less waste. We, you know, that's kind of one of our big ticket items. Once we talked about it, I just can't really go the other way, you know, so (laughs) I'm always getting creative. Like today, I even made my famous pineapple juice. I love to make for the kids. I'll cut up, cut up on a pineapple. But before I do that, I scrub the outside of it really good. And then I'll cut the, the skin off the pineapple and of course, cut up the pineapple for the kids to eat. But then we boil the outside of the skins in purified water and, you know, it becomes a juice. Mm-hmm. And so the kids love it. So that's even a way to reduce your your uh, waste a little bit here and there. And then, of course, once I've boiled those a couple times, made some juice, I toss them in my compost. And I have a lot of compost. So I'm really excited. I moved some dirt around at the house today. You'll see that when you come over this weekend. Hauled some dirt in my wheelbarrow around the property. And now I'm about to to use all my delicious compost. So I think that should be another we can go back and visit compost this summer for anyone that's interested, but yes, yes. Composting, you know, of course the first thing we want to do before uh, we compost, like you said, is to make sure we kind of wring every possible nutrient out of our fruits and vegetables. And then they can, you know, if after we've gotten everything that we can uh, for consumption, then we can, you know, just pop them over into the compost. So I know. yeah. And pineapples are so good. We talked about how good pineapple is for inflammation. It's great mm-hmm. for your gums. It has a lot of manganese in it, which helps strengthen and repair your bones, your teeth. It has a ton of vitamin C. So, I mean, why not? Why not you get some of that extra bang for your buck out of a pineapple before you, you know, you toss it in the compost? Yeah. So some of my favorite things that you've come up with and, you know, it's making its rounds around some of your girlfriends. I think my favorite things that you've come up with, and I know you saw them on online too, the banana tea and now the pineapple juice, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the kids love it too. So it's a win-win. 
it's a win-win. So, you know, tonight's my last night up here in the cabin. So I hope you can't hear the gas generator in the background, but maybe you can. But yeah, you know, we're off grid. So it is, uh, it is, my gosh, it's 942 here and the sun literally just set about 10 minutes ago. Um, we still have a lot of residual light uh, on the beach and on the property, but um, we've had some rain up here too. And since I don't have a whole lot of plants, uh, I still use my gray water to water my petunias and my lily that I brought up here that you uh, gave me for Mother's Day. It's going to go, it's going to go in the ground. Yeah. So the lilies do or do well up here. So, and I've been watering some of the spruce trees and some of the fir trees with some of the gray water and just kind of tossing it out. And then I did use some to flush the commode from our bath water. Um, we are, you know, on well water up here. So, um, Mark's like, you don't have to do that, Rebecca. And I'm like, I know, but it's a habit. <laughs> it's a habit. I can't, st- I can't stop. So, and we do a lot of mellowing up here, you know, in the, the, in the forest by the beach, we do a lot of mellowing in the commode. And also too, I do a lot of, you know, trying to use less TP and whatever I, unless I have to, I'll toss it in the wastebasket. You know, I have a little uh, basket that I've lined with some of the leftover old, old, old plastic bags from the grocery stores. And, you know, I'll toss that in there. So that's another thing that we can do less TP. You know, some people are really kind of, you know, I hate to say this, there's some of our, you know, people that we know or, or don't know that they just use a water paper and it's, that's not good for, it's not good for the ocean ladies. So, um, I try to use as little bit of that as possible unless I really have to. Um, and then I clean and dry the recyclables. Um, and we I separate them. That's one of the things I do. We have them on the porch ready to go when we drive through town. Uh, they have a green for life as they're recycling up here. So we just, you know, stop on the way out. We recycle all that stuff and there's not a whole lot of litter because, there's not a whole lot of people up here, Raquel. We have, I think today we saw two people down near the park. They looked, they were hunting rocks. And that's the first people I've seen, oh my God, since Sunday. So, you know, so there's not a whole lot of trash, but if I see it, I pick it up like the cigarette butts. Uh, and then, you know, food waste, that's always a challenge. That's, you know, and since I, we're both focused on that, we can see just how gross we can be and, and how big we, we are with just, you know, we're oversaturated. We have way too much food and then we don't consume it and then we trash it. So that's a huge thing and it's a challenge, but um, I've been doing most of the cooking. Uh, so I bring in, you know, some dry goods, I bring in some canned goods, and then I bring in some various meats for Big Papa because, you know, I'm really reducing my meat um, and we've had he's had several meatless meals as well. Uh, like I said, meat equals methane and methane is not good for the ozone. So, um, and there's not a whole lot of places to eat out. So we really do have to be mindful about meal planning, Raquel. Uh, but when we do go to town, we do go out to eat because I'm like, yes, it's such a, it's such a luxury, you know? And, um, we, I think we've had, since we've been up here, we've had, We've been up here now for two and a half weeks and we've had three meals out, uh, three meals. So they were all wonderful. And I was very, you know, very appreciative to have not to have cook and, you know, not to have to clean. So, you know, it's a different lifestyle up here, Raquel. Um, 
And uh, we did go to a new place in northern Michigan. And we stayed at a really cute campground on the lakefront. And then I had my one camp shower in three days. And it was a quickie because the water wasn't hot. Although Big Papa was like, mine was hot. And I was like, well, mine wasn't. So wow. I was in and out of there quick. And, um, you know, I purposely packed really light. Uh, when I come and I leave clothes here, I leave some of the sweaters and the jackets, uh, a couple of, you know, beanies and things like that for when it gets really cold. But really what I do, Raquel, is I layer, I'll start with a camisole and then I'll put on either a short sleeve shirt or a long sleeve shirt. And then over that is, you know, a sweater or a hoodie. And then if it's so cold, then of course I'll add, you know, a light jacket and then the beanie and gloves and scarf. And then at night I just peel off those layers and I've got my camisole, I've got my sweatpants on or whatever comfy pants I have on and I go to sleep and then I wake up in the morning and I'll change the top layer or I'll change the scarf or I'll change, you know, the hat, uh, or, you know, a little bit of fun to kind of change it up. But that's really, I get two to three at least two days, sometimes two and a half, three days out of, out of a cami and an outfit. Um, and that's just how we do, you know, I think that's one of the things why men love to camp so much is because they don't have to shower or change their clothes, you know, but for us women, we're, you know, it's a little bit harder, but once you get kind of in that mindset, you get used to it. And it's just, it's a way of life. You know, it's all about the great outdoors here. It's not about, you know, the hair and the makeup, but it is, you know, sunscreen. So we do have to have sunscreen. Um, so we'll go ahead and, uh, I like your, uh, tagline that, uh, we think of the, uh, the stratosphere as, um, really earth sunscreen. So, uh, I'll let you go uh, do that deep dive into the atmosphere, specifically the ozone layer, Raquel. Well, we talked about the, the atmosphere, and by the way, bravo, you're always doing the most for the planet, so uh, just always trying to keep up with the OG Earthy girl. But last week, we, um, you know, Becca B wanted to talk about the atmosphere, so I said, all right, well, let's do it, you know. Uh, science teacher Raquel's in the house, and I'm happy to just dive a little bit deeper into the atmosphere, specifically the stratosphere, because I think that that is probably the layer that is is. is of um, utmost importance to all of us it's the ozone layer and the ozone layer is you know it's nice to think about it as the sunscreen layer of the earth so it's protecting us from harmful uv rays which are the ultraviolet light that comes from the sun so the ozone is actually made up of ozone it's a gas made up of three oxygen atoms mm -hmm. and it's naturally occurring barrier between us and you know, the sun. So it's a, it's a great helpful layer and it's nice to just think about all of these things that the earth has that have just protect us and just made earth this perfect little, you know, homeostasis balance of life. Right. Mm. With we talked about without the atmosphere, we would be, it would be too hot. We wouldn't have, you know, it would be either too cold at night. Once the sun went down, you know, the atmosphere does trap some of the heat in on the earth. Mm -hmm. um, but it also protects us from the harmful UV rays. And I think that that is always a buzzword because people are thinking about, you know, wearing sunscreen and protecting themselves from the sun. So shout out to the ozone layer because that really is our first defense from the sun. It's really our first layer of sunscreen that we have. And and it's really only made up of, tiny, of three little oxygen molecules. So a molecule is made up of atoms. Just three little tiny atoms floating around in air that are protecting us from harmful UV rays. 
And that's great. It's doing a really big job, but pollution yeah. and harmful chemicals have begun to deplete or thin out our ozone layer. So you've probably heard that the ozone, there's ozone holes, uh -huh. there's ozone depletion, which is just meaning that the ozone layer is getting thinner. And, you know, again, it's man to blame here. And there's just a lot of increased levels of CFCs is one of the chemicals we'll talk about, which is the chlorofluorocarbon. It's a chemical made up of one carbon, fluorine, and chlorine. Uh -huh. so those are all natural occurring um, gases, but being put together, then they create, you know, kind of this super chemical that once it's released into the air, it actually, it's kind of cool to think about. I studied a lot of biology and there's a little bit of chemistry in biology, right? Mm -hmm. And so you think about the atoms, if you've got a CFC, you've got a chlorine, a fluorine, and a carbon. Well, once it gets released up into the air, and it really mixes with the UV rays, then chlorine will kind of pop off those atoms, those molecules, and they'll really disturb the ozone molecule. So it's kind of like these little three-piece CFCs floating around the air. The chlorine gets loose. It goes over and grabs a little oxygen buddy from the ozone gas. And then guess what? Now it starts thinning out. So that's really what ozone depletion is, is these, these molecules are just thinning out. And where they do tend to thin out the most is near the poles, uh, the Arctic and the Antarctic. And so, you know, CFCs, and you can kind of hop on the web if you're interested in this to learn more about the 1989 Montreal Protocol, where a lot of these you know, the world got together and said, yeah, our ozone layer is depleting. What can we do about it? The CFCs are really to blame. And so let's just try to eliminate some of the harmful chemicals that are depleting the ozone. And those can be found in refrigerants, aerosols, and some plastics even, mom. So, you know, I'm big on kicking the plastics to the curb. Yes. Um, paint thinners. And a lot of these chemicals that were in aerosols, refrigerants, and plastics have been banned to use in a lot of parts of the world. But then also paint thinners have been kind of flying under the radar. And those are really terrible for the ozone layer as well. So scientists generally refer to the depletion of the healthy stratospheric ozone as the ozone hole. But like I said, those are more kind of like patches located yeah. at the poles that are thinning out because at the poles where there is a lot of cold air the cfcs are working quicker to destroy the, the oxygen and the ozone molecules in the air so you know then at those poles at those areas is where you have a lot of the harmful uv rays so you know you may be thinking why does this even matter or what can we even do Yes, Raquel. And we I did mention this in one of the climate uh, change watches is that, um, unfortunately for us, the North Pole is currently unstable. Uh, it's the warmest that it's ever been. It's actually in the ice shelves are actually uh, coming and falling into the Antarctic Ocean, which is, uh, you know, it's going to create floods. It's also going to create uh, less food for the animals that are in that part of the world. So caring about the ozone is part and parcel about caring about, you know, the earth. So, and what, so you ask yourself, earthy people, well, this is a huge problem. It's terrifying. What can I do? Yes, you can do something. Absolutely. And that's what we're here to do is to encourage you. First of all, like Raquel said, she's doing is driving less, drive less, bundle um, and, and you don't have to drive around everywhere. And, and, and if
bored and you're, you know, feeling like you've got cabin fever, um, you know, read a book, do something, you know, uh, get a go color. for a walk, go for a, go for a walk, <laughs> get, get, do some adult coloring. There's a lot of things you can do. Cook, uh, call a friend, phone a friend. So there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, Pull weeds out fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then also too, if you are going to have and and you know, if you're not working remote, you do have to go to your job, your JLB, gas your vehicle early in the morning or late in the afternoon. If people notice in the afternoons, you will see that smog, you will see those dirty chemicals hanging in the air. So yes, gas your car early in the morning, gas it late at night. And then also something you can do, which, you know, is like we did last, last month, we, you know, we did a no mow may show. So, you know, don't mow your grass every week. And when you do mow, mow in the evening and also do what Raquel and Andrew did do some no mow zones and just have some corners uh, or do your back, keep your backyard like that. Um, and also to put it in your calendar for next May, go ahead and add it today. And May 1st, you're going to do no mow May or you're going to reduce your mowing. So that's something you can do. And as Raquel mentioned, the cleaning products, those are very important. You know, you don't want to be bleaching. You don't want to be using a lot of harsh chemicals to clean your house and flush down your toilet. So no, yeah, no aerosols if possible. If you can just grab the bottles that, you know, I make a lot of my own cleaners mm -hmm. and use them in just the glass, the recycled glass containers that you can buy a concentrate and just fill that up with water, but don't buy the aerosols because that does help contribute to, you know, the ozone layer depleting. Yes, it's been probably a good five, six years since I bought an aerosol can. I used to buy way back, you know, in the, maybe maybe even 10 years, scrubbing bubbles, aerosol can, stop doing that. Um, stop doing that. Then I, you know, used all the Ajax powder, stop doing that. Now I use, um, and these work wonderful, all my old dryer sheets, uh, I bundle those up and make a little scrubbing, uh, kind of a little scrubbing rag. And I use my dish soap to get all the soap scum off and the little cleaners that are left in the dryer sheets really helps. Or you can use, you know, uh, a stone. I have a stone I can clean, you know, clean the rings in my tub. So there's a lot of different alternatives and you can use uh, vinegar and lemon, you know, that's a great way uh, to clean some of that scum out of your bathroom or your sink, your kitchen sink. Uh, so check your cleaning products, make sure that you are using uh, the best, safest, alternatives uh no harsh chemicals earthy people and then also too this is a big one and people in texas you know this raquel if your ac goes out we're screwed so maintain your ac unit uh because if it's not working uh properly first of all you're going to burn up and then second of all it's going to emit a lot more of those uh cfc's those chlor fluorocarbons into the air so we don't want those we don't want more of those in our ozone so those are a few things you can do. I'm going to put a link on the show notes that will kind of give you a to-do list uh, from that the Oceana.org. They have just 10 quick steps. Uh, those are things that you can do. Uh, if you can't do all 10, why not do one? You know, we can at least do one thing, right, Raquel? It's doable. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and you want to know that people are saying, Oh, the ozone, oh, the greenhouse, oh, this, oh, that, the world's coming to an end. I just can't handle it. Uh, we get you. It's a lot. It's a lot of science. That's why we try to keep it light and lively, break it down, unpack it, make it easier for you to just 
that one small thing. And if you do that one small thing, your neighbor does one small thing and that neighbor, you know, it's a, it's a collaborative effort and we can make an impact and we can change. Uh, and that's, that's the sunny side up. We're not going to talk about all the bad, you know, the gloom and the doom, but we are going to tell you, you know, it's, uh, it's very important right now that we all come together to try to work in tandem for our planet, Raquel, right? Yeah, I mean, you, we can't do it all, but we can do something. So even if it's, you know, you see the list of 10 things that we suggest to do, just try to do one of them. Just try to drive less this summer. Just try to buy less and, you know, just use what you already have at home. All of these things are cyclical. They're helping our oceans. They're, they're helping our ozone layer. They're helping the air we breathe and the water we drink. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So next week, speaking of water, we're going to do an episode on the Great Lakes. So I'm super excited. Um, I sent you a text today and reminded you of our first time that I took y'all guys. We went as a family to the Great Lakes 22 years ago. And I'll have to bring up that story about you wanting to dive in and what, what you experienced. So uh, I can't wait to talk about the Great Lakes. <laughs> the Great Lakes are the largest fresh body of water in the entire world. Uh, And they border, you know, the United States, Northern United States, and also Canada. So uh, very important, the Great Lakes. So we're going to talk about that next week. I can't wait to dive in and I'm going to be sad to leave the cabin, but we had a beautiful beach day. It was a perfect chamber of commerce day. Not that many biting flies, not that many mosquitoes and a beautiful sunset, but I'm looking forward to coming back and getting to see you spend time with you and your children. So I think this was a pretty good episode, Raquel. Wasn't? Yeah, it was a great episode. Not too nerdy, but again, <laughs> you know, we, we love the planet, but we also love the atmosphere, the oceans, the ozone layer. It's all, it's all a part of the earth. So we got to take care of it all. Yes. And if you like our podcast and you like to listen to us, share it with some of your friends and your family. Or if you have like-minded souls, share it with them. And let's get this party started. Let's get this movement. Let's, let's you know, all become earthy people. Um, and then you can also see more of us on the Instagram, earthygirl.co. Raquel does a great job with that. And also on Facebook at the Earthy Girls. And download the episode uh, subscribe and share with your friends and family and, you know, do that one small thing for the planet and for the ocean today. So anyways, Rock, I think we had a great podcast. Yes. Good show. Good show. Okay. We know how we end it. Stay earthy. Stay earthy y'all. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Petals to Paper, the magic behind the making. This episode is brought to you by Arla Floral. We are a Dallas-based floral design company specializing in weddings, events, corporate parties, floral classes, and DIY tutorials. We'd love for you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and to visit our website at arlafloral.com.